time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Monday, February 22nd, 2021. Hope everyone had a wonderful weekend. Thank you for starting your week off uh, listening to our podcast or whenever you're tuning into this episode episode specifically. Uh, Always great to uh, have anybody listening out there that's tuning in. Uh, let's see, two, today, 222. Oh, next year will be uh, Deuces Wild, 222.22, but uh, that's a year away. Today, just uh, another another 222.21 we'll have to deal with, but uh, kind of cool, kind of cool to uh, to think down the road in, in a year for a fun uh, date, if you will. How often does it happen? Let's see, 111.11, so that happened about uh, 11 years ago. Uh, let's see, three, three, uh, anyway, it probably doesn't happen as often as you think. So, uh, kind of crazy to know that'll happen next year. Anyway, that's not what you guys tuned in for today to hear me, uh, ramble about numbers and things. Um, had a great couple of shows, uh, last week, three shows, uh, really, uh, me on Monday, kind of finding, uh, finding my new format on Mondays really. And, uh, Wednesdays, of course, Bill Barnes joined us from Mexico. That was fun. Uh, he will be joining us again from Mexico this week as we will record on either Monday or Tuesday. And um, man, last Friday, the episode with Mr. John Lee Sr., an absolute uh, privilege and honor for me to chat with that man. Just a lot of fun. If you haven't had a chance, please go check that out. You guys know our Friday episodes are a little longer now because they're just long form interviews. And uh, if I'm honest, I'm trying to keep the Monday's episodes just over an hour uh, Wednesdays with Bill Barnes, those kind of go an hour and a half. And, and if I can keep the Friday episodes under two hours, I'm going to try. Uh, but Mr. Lee and I chatted a, an awful long time on Friday and the, uh, the, the podcast was right around two hours, but I listened to it, uh, you know, once or twice, it was, uh, kept my attention, even though I had already done the conversation. But, uh, anyway, if you haven't had a chance, please go check that out. Had a great conversation with a, a special man. And, and quite honestly, I'm very proud of all the episodes we put out on Fridays. I really am. Uh, all the interviews and different opportunities to chat with people has been a blast. And yes, Friday was also our 200th episode. So we are here on episode 201 moving forward and uh, looking forward to the next 100 episodes and the 100 after that. And and let's see where this uh, podcast can go to. So uh, a little excited about all those things. Um, as I mentioned to you kind of about the format, uh, I do think Mondays, I'm going to do my best to save up for some topics, uh, not talk about maybe some of the things I want to say on Wednesdays or Fridays uh, with our guests. I'm going to try to save up some of the current events, definitely the sports topics if I can. A lot of the topics I'm going to say on Mondays, I will also kind of repeat a little bit with Bill Barnes, just getting his perspective um, as he's our our only weekly guest and a guy that's always uh, entertaining to say the least. So that's kind of the format. And then Fridays, of course, as you guys know, is just kind of learning about someone and hearing their journey, hearing their story, as well as getting some of their opinions too. So uh, today is Monday. And while football season has ended, the sporting calendar has not. There's plenty of sporting events going on. There were some uh, some fights over the weekend, boxing and MMA, that I want to touch on. Two pretty big knockouts. 
uh, in each of those sports in the main events that I will uh, talk about in a, in a second, probably in the, uh, the, the second half or first start of the uh, middle third. I don't know how, how you would say it. I, I'm kind of going intro here, then uh, middle part and ending part. That's kind of the plan. But anyway, we'll start off with some sports after I get done here in a second. And then uh, I will end the show with some random thoughts about some current events, some stories that kind of got my blood boiling, got my interest, uh, my ears perked up, peaked up, whatever the phrase is. And so uh, plenty to talk about today. And uh, it does look like we will be joined by my brother, Sam Hersema today, who has taken a hiatus. It's hard to sit down and record with him sometimes. Uh, but it looks like I'm going to be joined by him today to talk about some of these sports topics and also uh, some of the uh, other uh, news out there that I'm sure he will have a few opinions on. Uh, but first off, I want to say this. Um, I don't know why I didn't mention this earlier, but you guys know I'm an Uber Lyft driver on top of uh, working my other job, my main job. So I try to make a few dollars here and there transporting people around. But I, I do want to say I, I know a lot of people listen to this show and it's not always easy finding, getting to people, right, if, if they do need a ride. But I do want to say if, if anybody needs a ride to an airport, we'll say, or, or something like that, by all means, reach out to me. Reach out to me. Uh, it would be definitely work out a price, work out a work out, uh, yeah, payment of some kind and, and work out uh, just, I don't know, the logistics of everything. And if I know in advance, I can kind of plan around that. I generally work in the afternoons into the evenings, so my mornings I can kind of work with. Um, but anyway, that's just a public service announcement out there. I don't have any advertisers yet on this podcast, but I thought, why don't I advertise myself, my services? I, I like driving people uh, around, and I drive people to airports uh, quite frequently with Uber and Lyft. And so if anyone out there needs uh, needs a ride, by all means, reach out, and um, and I can, uh, yeah, hopefully be available for you. So um, it's all good there. Just, uh, reach out again, uh, at my, my advertisement for the Matt Hersma ride service. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, anyone needs a ride, let, let me know uh, in all seriousness. Um, I'm going to talk with Sam about this. He gave me a list about his like top five RHP leaders. He really enjoyed the, the, uh, starting the, uh, excuse me, the episode from Friday with Mr. John Lee. He said it was fantastic. And then he gave to me his uh, starting five of RHP leaders, carefully leaders uh, of, of people that uh, he uh, appreciates. So we'll get into that. And he, he even gave us a six man, uh, a, a bonus, right? Some people use Mount Rushmore. Some people use the starting five. I kind of like what my brother threw at me. So I'm going to uh, bring that up here uh, shortly as I talk with my brother and and uh, we can go into that. Let's see here. What else? Talked about the ride service. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is something. I argued with Valerie about this. And and maybe maybe to some people, you, you'll, you'll think, Man, Matt, you are such a complainer. You're so negative, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But I, I, I just, I don't quite understand this look. I've seen it in tough guys. I've seen it in uh, not so tough guys. Uh, this is something I, I don't quite understand. And it just sits, doesn't sit well with me. I don't know why, but I just see it and I'm like, eh, that doesn't look good. And I am no fashion expert. You guys who know me know that. But there's something to be said. I don't know what it is. Guys who wear sandals with pants, sandals with jeans or sandals with some other type of pant. I don't know why. I just, it, 
uh, every time I see it, I'm like, oh, that doesn't, that doesn't look good. I don't like that look. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the ladies pull it off nicely. I don't know what it is. I think the ladies pull off the sandals with jeans look very well. One of the first times I met uh, Valerie, she was she was wearing that. And I was like, yeah, she looked good. But I don't know what it is. I'm not I'm not quite going man card violation because that's just uh, sometimes it's out of uh, leisure and just wanting to be comfortable, whatever. I get it. But I, even on like beaches or vacations, I see pants with sandals with uh, grown men wearing that. And I'm just like, I don't understand that. I don't understand it. You want to talk about random thoughts? I mean, that's a big one. I don't know where you guys feel on that or how you where you sit or how you feel, but men wearing pants and sandals. Oh, gives me the creeps kind of. But again, it's weird. I think it's very attractive on uh, on, the, on the ladies. I think I think that's a look that only the 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 females can pull off. Those are just those are my thoughts. Those are my two cents. I I I know I'm a lunatic. That's not what you expected to hear on Monday morning was, uh, you know, my fashion opinions or tips or whatever. I'm not judging someone who does it. I just saying for me, I'm kind of like, that looks a little weird. It just looks weird. But ladies, I think it's it's a great look on you. So, uh, so by all means, uh, proceed in that regard. But anyway, I I know I'm, I've run out of things to talk about if this is what I'm talking about. Right. Oh man. Anyway. Okay. Let me step aside. Uh, because it's Monday and you guys know that we've moved our Suds with Studs segment to Mondays because I think it's a better fit. It kind of uh, fits a little better with the show that was kind of going about an hour already. So it kind of extends the show 15 minutes or so and makes just, I don't know, everything fits a little better. Plus, it's a nice way to start off the week, right? Hearing some stories of heroes and, and Medal of Honor winners and people of that nature that can really uh, get us going, motivate us to roll out of bed and get to work and fight that uh, that three o'clock feeling maybe some of us have in the office or whatever. So um, I'm going to step aside. We'll do our suds with studs. And then uh, immediately after that, we'll jump into a conversation with my brother, Sam Hersema, who is joining us and uh, going to be a nice Monday here, a great way to kick off our 201st episode of the Get Home Safe podcast. Uh, but first, let's step aside. Let's pay tribute to uh, an- another hero. Uh, in our Suds with Studs segment is something we're incredibly proud of uh, that we're going to continue to do and and try to keep the streak going here. So uh, let me step aside, grab some water, and uh, you guys enjoy uh, this week's segment, Suds with Studs. Well, it's Monday morning, and that means Suds with Studs, one of our favorite segments we do throughout the week. Uh, We do a segment here we call Suds with Studs because we like to talk about heroes, heroes, uh, people in the military, uh, law enforcement, and it's called Suds with Studs because these are people we would absolutely love to sit down and have a beer with, not just by the first round, but every single round. And uh, for those of you who have been loyal listeners of the program, you know that we moved Suds with Studs from our Friday segment Uh, Friday episodes to Monday episodes. I think it fits a little bit better. It kind of helps uh, space out the the time length of the episodes we have. And I think it's just a better fit, a great way to start our week off than to honor some heroes and hear about some, uh, some bravery from some people that really can hopefully motivate us to start our week off and uh, get us focused and and ready to go. So today we have another Medal of Honor winner that I'm going to uh, talk about today, uh, Ryan Pitts. 
And, um, you know, I want to encourage you guys as always to read up on these people, but anybody out there with Facebook, uh, I, I found a great page that has, uh, been, been great for me to kind of scroll through from time to time on Facebook. Uh, quite simply, it's, it's Medal of Honor recipients. Give them a like. They'll have, uh, they have a long list of, um, uh, different citations from different, uh, Medal of Honor winners and also just some other, uh, rather encouraging posts and things. You know, there's a lot of negativity on Facebook and social media these days. So I encourage you guys give, give them a like Medal of Honor recipients. You'll, you'll be able to see citations much like, uh, you're going to hear today about, uh, Ryan Pitts, who is 35 years old. He was born, uh, in 1985, uh, the same year I was born. So, uh, proud member of 1985. Um, he was in the United States uh, army. He was a staff sergeant, um, fought in Afghanistan, not only as a medal of honor winner, winner, but he's uh, also has a purple heart and a bronze star medal. So very decorated, uh, soldier and, uh, someone we're going to talk about today. I want to read his citation to you guys, uh, directly. I think it, uh, it just speaks volumes and, and really says all that needs to be said today. So here is the medal of honor citation for Sergeant Ryan M. Pitts of the United States Army. Sergeant Ryan M. Pitts distinguished himself by extraordinary acts of heroism at the risk of his own life above and beyond the call of duty while serving as a forward observer in 2D Platoon, Chosen Company 2D Battalion, 503D Infantry Regiment, 173D Airborne Brigade, during combat operations against an armed enemy at vehicle patrol base Kalair near a Wanat village, Kunar province, Afghanistan, on July 13, 2008. Early that morning, while Sergeant Pitts was providing perimeter security at observation post Topside, a well-organized anti-Afghan force consisting of over 200 members initiated a close proximity sustained and complex assault using accurate and intense rocket-propelled grenades, machine gun, and small arms fire on Wanat Vehicle patrol, patrol Base. An immediate wave of rocket-propelled grenade rounds engulfed the observation post, wounding Sergeant Pitts and inflicting heavy casualties. Sergeant Pitts had been knocked to the ground and was bleeding heavily from shrapnel wounds to his arm and legs, but with incredible toughness and resolve, he subsequently took control of the observation post and returned fire on the enemy. As the enemy drew nearer, Sergeant Pitts threw grenades, holding them after the pin was pulled and, and safety lever was released to allow a nearly immediate detonation on the hostile forces. Unable to stand on his own and near death because of the severity of his wounds and blood loss, Sergeant Pitts continued to lay suppressive fire until a two-man reinforcement team arrived. Sergeant Pitts quickly assisted them by giving up his main weapon and gathering ammunition all while continually lobbing, lobbing fragmentary grenades until these were expended. At this point, Sergeant Pitts crawled to the northern position radio and described the situation to the command post as the enemy continued to try and isolate the observation post from the main patrol base. With the enemy close enough for him to hear their voices and with total disregard for his own life, Sergeant Pitts whispered in radio situation reports and conveyed information that the command post used to provide indirect fire support. 
Sergeant Pitts's courage, steadfast commitment to the defense of his unit, and ability to fight while seriously wounded prevented the enemy from overrunning the observation post and capturing fallen American soldiers, and ultimately prevented the enemy from gaining fortified positions on higher ground from which to attack Wanat Vehicle Patrol Base. Sergeant Ryan M. Pitt's extraordinary heroism and selflessness above and beyond the call of duty are in keeping with the highest traditions of military service and reflect great credit upon himself, Company C, 2D Battalion, 503D Infantry Regiment, 173D Airborne Brigade, and the United States Army. Well, what I get from reading that is just uh, a, a not a, a don't quit attitude from Sergeant Ryan Pitts. I mean, I can't imagine being in that situation. And, and again, it, what you continue to hear from these Medal of Honor citations is just the the unwavering ability for someone to do these things while thinking of others, total disregard for their own life, wounded, hurt, nearly death, but continuing to dig deep for those around them, for their brothers in arms. And, and that is just something that inspires me. Every time I read these citations or hear these stories, it really gets me going because you know how it is, guys. When you you hear something throughout your week or you experience something that kind of sets you back or discourages you, you do get down. I think we're all human beings. That happens to us. But when you hear stories like this, to me, it really puts things in perspectives. And, and most of us are not going to be in a combat situation. I, I understand that. But when you know that there's people out there who are uh, risking their lives and giving so much to other people and those around them, I mean, that's got to lift you up a little bit. That's got to get you going on a Monday. I, I can't imagine how, how it doesn't. I mean, to uh, to Sergeant Ryan Pitts, uh, I mean, what a hero. Uh, definitely well-deserved Medal of Honor from uh, the war in Afghanistan. And, uh, you, you know, something that's amazing is that there's so many people like Sergeant Pitts. You, you've heard a lot uh, about these types of people on Suds with Studs. We want to continue to talk about people uh, like him. And if anybody has any suggestions out there, for some uh, people that they know or stories they've heard. Military, law enforcement, firefighters, could be anything. Um, just stories uh, about people that, it could be one specific incident, it could be a, a body of work over time, whatever it is. We, we want to talk about people like this because I, I truly believe it, it benefits all of us. It makes us all better people. I don't think uh, many of us will ever be able to to live up to the, the heroism and bravery uh, of men like Ryan, Ryan Pitts here. Uh, but in hearing it, you got to just be a little bit more motivated today. I know I am. So I encourage you guys, again, uh, look up these names that I say on Mondays. It's just a brief little uh, uh, little bit of information I put out there, but I encourage you guys read up on these people. Uh, give give them their, their, uh, their respect that they have deserved, uh, and especially so many of them doing so much of their uh, – their acts uh, for us, not just the people around them, but but for all of us. So uh, that really hits home for me and, and just something that uh, definitely lifts me up here on a Monday. And I'm uh, happy to talk about these people. And to Sergeant Ryan M. Pitts, you are a hero, sir. You are someone I would absolutely love to sit down and have a beer with, and not just by the first round, but every single round. So God bless you, the United States Army, all the U.S. military, 
And uh, we're going to continue to do this, guys, on Mondays, uh, continue to talk about uh, soldiers and heroes and all kinds of different people that really can make our lives better uh, every chance we get here. So on Mondays, that's what we're going to continue to do uh, with all of our segments and going forward on Mondays that we like to call Suds with Studs. Well, it's nice to be joined by some company this Monday for this Monday's episode. We have back with us Sam Hersema, who's taken some time off uh, from our Monday episodes. But you know what? It's not always easy finding time to record. My brother, Sam Hersema, welcome back. How's it going? Hey, guys, and welcome to another episode of No One Cares. Touche. Yeah, I'm here for your Monday, for your Monday two cents. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's back. He's back, ladies and gentlemen, after football season. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Uh, it, it's weird talking to you semi-sober, Sam. I, this is kind of weird. Yeah. I, what is it? It's 2 o'clock, 2.30. Um, nice little Sunday afternoon. It was sunny outside, so I decided to take a trip to the park. Played some basketball with my shirt off, scared some individuals, and uh, now I'm back doing this podcast with you. Beautiful. What a, what a day. What a day indeed. Sam, is there any difference? What would you say is the number one difference between work days and days that you're off? Because you, you, if you're honest, you kind of do work on your off days too, right? Not you, but just in general. What, what would you say is the biggest difference in work days versus off days? It's acceptable to drink while on the clock on the weekends. <laughs> You just start a little earlier, huh? Yeah, you pull pull some weeds. Can't can't pull weeds without having a beer. Oh, that would be un-American. Absolutely. No, I hear you there. Okay, beautiful stuff. So you still you still find some time to play some hoops, huh? Yeah, you know you have to you have to find ways to stay active. And I actually uh, at the park today, I was I uh, I paced off forty yards. And I was doing some 40 yard sprints still at about, I'm at about 6.5 seconds right now. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, I think you were a guy, you didn't play much basketball at Rio Hondo, but I think, uh, you know, after high school, you, you, you became a very good uh, pickup basketball player. And I think, you know, playing with Todd Carson, uh, playing with, a few other friends. And then of course you and you and me, I remember that one time we, we dominated those guys at Covina park. That was, that was a fun little morning. That was totally random. Oh, geez. They, they didn't, they didn't know what hit them. (laughs) (laughs) Two white, two white boys who don't look like they belong out there just dominating. Oh man. And I gotta be honest. It wasn't, I I did. I I behaved. I wasn't too physical. It was back when I could still move a little bit and not uh, feel like I was, uh, you know, needed oxygen. But yeah, that was a fun time, uh, just playing ball together. Awesome stuff. Uh, well, well, Sam, did you get a chance to, uh, you've been texting me quite a bit about listening to a few of the episodes of the podcast. I mean, you get a chance to listen to Mr. Lee from Friday and maybe some of the other ones? Oh, yeah, that was great. Uh, Mr. Lee, was aw- it was awesome to hear from him. You know, <clears throat> a funny story is whenever I, whenever I get down in the dumps, like about working out, about being active, um, I go, I have listened to major Bill Lee's podcast. Whenever I get down, I don't want to work out. I listen to it, his podcast again, which might be some of the reasons he has so many plays. 
<laughs> but just hearing just hearing Bill Lee's voice motivates me to just shut up, go do your workout, go for a run, go do something. And <clears throat> for some reason, um, Mr. Mr. Lee, Mr. John Lee Sr. had had the same effect on me on Friday. It was weird. I heard his voice and I just like, I wanted to work out. <laughs> hearing, hearing him like talk, talk about all the, uh, talk about his kids, talk about like his life. I still remember, I remember John Lee. <clears throat> so my last, um, my last, what, what were we doing? Trimesters at Rio? Yeah. My last trimester, I had to pass algebra two. And if I didn't pass, I wasn't graduating. And it was wouldn't you know it it was the last the last final i had to take on the very last day <clears throat> and i had to get like a i think it was like a 79 or higher or something like that and as soon as we finished the final mr lee pulled me aside and he just graded my paper right there like first and foremost he was just like well you're gonna know if you're graduating or not in the next 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> And I got like, I ended up getting like an 86 on the final. And I was like, heck yeah, I ran. I ran out of the upstairs at the Hampton Hall. I jumped down the stairs and I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Coach Lee, it's, you know, you almost forget that like those, those two men in particular, and there's other brothers as well, but like you almost forget they're related. And then you're like, you, you talk about those stories and you're like, oh yeah, wait a minute. And Bill, Bill's Mr. Lee's son or Mr. Lee's his dad. Like, uh, two very influential people in your life, I gotta imagine. Definitely, definitely. And as much as I hated, as much as I hated algebra two, you know, he, I, I just really liked him as an individual and a, uh, a teacher. He took the time. He took the time. Um, if you didn't understand, stand something to go over it. Um, <laughs> he also would give you a hard time if you were acting up in all the right ways, and that that man. That man's a scary man when he, when you don't do what he says. Well, <laughs> I'm sure his sons could say that. Yeah, hey, he's a Lee. He's one of those guys that like, you can tell when the voice gets to a different tone. You're like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, I like the part that he talked about in the podcast, just basically about he understood students who are struggling because he struggled, and it made him made things a little bit more easy to explain and I think what makes a great teacher like looking back it's been however many years for both of us you don't remember the specifics of the numbers and letters and carry the one and this and that but you remember the patience of the man and also how uh you know he if you were acting up he let you know and and all those those are the things you carry with you not necessarily algebra two right yeah I will well I'll say that I won't say exactly what I do but my job just just so happens to revolve around a lot of decimals. Wow. So, and the thing I hated most in high school, cause you know, you had to work for, you had to work for math in general. So, mm-hmm. And I, 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 I coasted through school. I didn't really care. And most, almost everything I could coast through, but math, you really can't coast through math. And now, now I'm doomed to do that the rest of my life. <laughs> life's funny sometimes well one of the things you texted me after the podcast with mr lee was uh you said uh this is my starting five of rhp leaders and i didn't know exactly what you meant until i started to read it and i was like okay these are basically would you say your favorite leaders people that have kind of uh stuck out to you the most or, or how would you describe uh, the top five starting five leaders 
it for for me personally, it was the the most influential most influential mm-hmm. for me at my time there. It could be different for somebody else, but uh, those those five and actual six <laughs> six that I have there were, were the most uh, inf- influential and the 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 leaders that I felt demonstrated what it is to be a care, a man of God, and uh, just being a man altogether. Mm, well said. Yeah, well said. Your list that you sent me, the top five or the starting five, if you will. John Lee, senior, who we just discussed. Dan Kirby, who I know you have uh, great respect for. Coach Ken Drain. I mean, that goes without saying. Mr. Philip Ostegard. Uh, that one was was pretty awesome to see you write down. And then, of course, Major Bill Lee who really pushed you to, to the max uh, used to, used to time you guys doing sprints without a watch, which was the funniest part of the, his interview. <laughs> and then your six man, your, your bonus, your guy coming off the bench is, uh, is Todd Carson. So uh, that's, that's quite a good list, man. I got to tell you. Yeah. I mean, I had to put Todd in there, man. Todd's the, I still remember my junior year, my first double sessions and I was just, I was doing the O-line practice and, and uh, I just, I was just like, you know, the class above me, but once you're like all stars, basically, it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to get a starting position my junior year, but we went through all these drills and Todd came up to me and right after these drills and he was just like, Hey, Sam, you know, you're the best lineman out here, right? But you have goals. You have the, the weight goal that you have to meet. And you, you know, you have to do this and we'll get you a starting job. And I didn't meet that by the beginning of the season. So I didn't start the first game, but I started the second game. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Todd. Todd is Todd's pretty great. He Todd Todd knew always knew how to say a few words to you in a very calm way, sometimes a little heated, but usually in a calm way. And in those mm-hmm in those 10 words, you would get an entire book out of his message to you. That's, that was what I always thought of his greatest strength. And just telling you something as simple as that, that told you a million and one things versus, Hey, you're the best lineman out here, you know, but you gotta, you know, you gotta weight, you gotta trim up, you gotta, it all, he just knew, knew how to sum things up really well. And I think that's why he works so well with young men for so long and still does. Definitely. It's uh, plus, you know, we share a birthday. It's a great day in America. So. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Every day, every, every, every year, May 15th. Oh, two of the best people I know with the birthdays that day. Awesome. Absolutely. Uh, well, Sam, speaking of real Hondo prep football, uh, there will in fact be a real Hondo prep football. Well, I don't know if I can call it a season, <laughs> but um if nothing else, Rio Hondo on March 19th, which sounds very odd, is going to play Pasadena Poly. Uh, they're only playing, I know this this won't sound right, they're only playing a two-game season, but they are playing Poly. You, should, you guys should see the, the face my brother's making. <laughs> they're playing Pasadena Poly, which to me is all that matters. They're, they're getting that game in. Yes, I know California all their policies, restrictions, it's all nonsense in my opinion, but if nothing else, they're playing Pasadena Poly. What, what do you think of that news? <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't blame the program. It's California. They're yeah. nonsense altogether, but yeah, I'll, 
what date did you say? March what? March 19th. No, I might have to make a trip out there. It's a, it's like, a home do I have game. To wear a mask? Do I, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you'll have to wear a mask or not. Who knows? Probably, if we're honest. But uh, well, it's a helmet. I still have my football helmet. Does that count? Wear your helmet. I think so. Or borrow one of my umpire masks. Whatever. Uh, you know, <laughs> March 19th at Carefield. Uh, pretty exciting news that there's going to be a game. I, it's it's weird kind of this two game season, but I, I mean, do you, do you hang a banner at the end of the year that says undefeated? I mean, <laughs> we beat Polly or what? I don't know. Uh, it's odd, but I'm glad the seniors at least get a chance to play some football, right? That's better than no football, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who's the second team? Oh boy. It's like Trinity, Trinity classical. It was some other private school that had to kind of have their act together that, that they could depend on. So uh, just kind of filling, filling in a spot there. But uh, the big one over Pauly was was an absolute must, and I'm glad both schools worked that out. Yeah, if you know, for the, if it's just for the seniors, you know, God bless them. At least they're going to get something in. Oh, dude, can you imagine not playing? First of all, so last year, yeah, not not having a football season. I mean, I would I would lose my mind, and then not having a basketball season, and then <laughs> it's just like. Okay, you at least get to play two football games. So, uh, crazy stuff. Uh, but you know, Rio has a baseball title t- title to defend because they didn't get to play baseball last. Se- let's see, is that right? Yeah, they didn't get to play last season, so they won it in twenty nineteen. So that's another reason is a lot of those guys who played on that team are pretty good baseball players, and so uh, it was all they could really do. So God bless Rio Hondo Prep. Uh, we'll at least get to chat a little bit about some of the games here uh, upcoming. My, my plan with all this was to have like a Monday morning Rio Hondo radio network uh, game recap show and everything, but with a two game season, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll bring in uh, Mark Carson, head coach of the Rio Hondo prep cares. I'm sure at some point, but yeah, two, two game football season, weird stuff. Um, there. Yeah. Get there, man. It's uh, probably the only home game of the season. <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see here. We've talked a lot about Rio Hondo prep football, Sam, uh, in, in our interviews uh mr mike murphy he was one i i thoroughly enjoyed talking about our two championship games and there was something he said in there that actually stuck out to you uh quite from his conversation about i think it was was it my championship game but he made a comment i thought that really summed up real hondo prep football and uh you know fans past and present that really jumped out to me and you and a matter of fact you texted me about it yeah, I, I don't remember the exact quote, but it 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 uh, it's somewhere along the lines of when you win, the whole school wins, the whole organization wins, every yeah. everybody wins, and it's just that that environment that it's almost like that. Uh, what it, it's like it's like a football program in Texas. Yeah, know, like <laughs> the whole the whole town knows about it, and it, it and he he nailed it right on the head, man. That's exactly how it felt. It felt when like when we won a championship it, it it felt like we were just contributing to the legacy of the school it didn't like it didn't feel anything I didn't feel anything about me I, like my team yes but the the organization in a whole that's yeah like, I felt like we made everybody proud oh yeah everybody was in on it oh yeah it, it was it was uh, something for everyone we we all when 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 you won we all won was i think uh, the phrase and yeah I, I couldn't agree more that's a great way to, to say it um let's see here uh so there's some college football on right now actually some fcs football division one double a 
they're the the schools and conferences that decided to push their season back to the spring. Um, looks kind of weird, I'll say that. <laughs> but uh, Deion Sanders coached uh, is it Jackson Jackson State. Uh, they had a big uh, victory today, and kind of weird seeing Deion Sanders with a headset on. Man, uh, I kind of like it. Was he doing his little dance down the sideline? <laughs> no, 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 no dance. He's uh, he had his team ready to play, and, and it's it's crazy. Who, who do I got on? I got Tennessee Tech and Austin Peeve right now. I got uh, Youngstown State, North Dakota State. Uh, you know me, Sam. I love football, and I'll watch uh, I'll watch any level. Um, so. You know, it's weird seeing it in what, what month are we in? February and March upcoming. But hey, I could get used to this. The lower levels playing in different months. Oh yeah, man. It's like <clears throat> most most of the time, six months out of the year. I think I texted you this. It's a there's a show called Man with a Plan. Okay. And and he's watching TV and there's no football on because he can't afford cable because he's got to send his kids to school slash dentist appointments, shit like that. But <laughs> he's just sitting there. He's sitting there on a couch, and it's a, it's actually Matt Matt LeBlanc from uh, Friends. Mm. But he's a dad now. He's just sitting there on the couch with a football. He's leaning back. It's like, what are you watching? He's like, I don't got any football on, so I'm watching the Weather Channel. Right now, San Diego San Diego's beating Buffalo by 30 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like during these off seasons most of the time. So it's nice to see. It's nice to see a little like extra little extra little bonus extra yeah content. yeah absolutely yeah 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 that, that is great that's one of the things uh reasons i like fighting you know combat sports is it's just year round there's big fights in like certain times certain months of the year but it's year round and i think uh for the fight fan out there that's kind of at least for me it keeps me going until football season rolls around um this weekend there was actually two they weren't big cards or anything um, but there were two pretty good fights in both UFC and uh, top rank boxing. Uh, I know you probably saw the UFC um, uh, event or at least uh, the big knockout, but Derek Lewis uh, knocked out uh, Curtis Blades, who is no joke himself. Curtis Blades was a heavy favorite going into this. Uh, it was just, it was a non-title fight, heavyweight about, uh, but Derek Lewis, Sam, you and I have seen him a, a couple times. He is a scary dude. He's huge. I mean, those heavyweight guys, they got so much power to them. And, you know, Derek Lewis was a heavy underdog, I think plus 350 as far as uh, the line went in Vegas or whatever. So uh, that was a pretty big upset. Um, did, did you happen to see the, the, the big blow to Curtis Blades that uh, Lewis dropped on him? I did. Uh, I saw it a little bit late because I, I was delayed on one of my um... – fully legal applications. <laughs> um, but yeah, I saw it. That was savage, man. That was, that was pretty awesome. I like it. You see it. I loved Herb getting in there too, but Herb, man, oh, Herb Herb like when, he, when, when he threw him off, when he threw him off, he looked like he was ready to fight too. Yeah. <laughs> Herb, Herb's, Herb's quick, man. He's the best of the business and, and he definitely has to be in there with the heavyweights. Cause uh, see, this is the beauty, guys. Sam's Sam uh, mad respect for officials now, especially those those in UFC and other combat sports. Uh, Herb Dean, man, yeah, gotta love that man, huh? Who doesn't love that man? I, <laughs> I, I, I follow him on Instagram. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's cool. He's yeah, cool. But, uh, now that man, dang it, 
Now I didn't know the I didn't know the betting line on that. I would have I would have put some serious money on Derek Lewis. I had no idea he was that big of an underdog. Like uh, I, Kirk, I Curtis, he should never be an underdog. Dan, the heavyweight division is, is <laughs> those guys are so scary. Curtis Blades again is no joke. He was kind of slowly rising to the top here and then just ran into a brick wall in Derek Lewis. And uh, I got <laughs> when he, I don't know why this is no disrespect to you or like I see the Derek Lewis celebration where he gets on his like stomach and he like like he's coming out of water i don't know why i think of, of you sam i'm like that seems like a sam type of dance or celebration <laughs> maybe on fridays after work <laughs> exactly fridays at 501 <laughs> that's how sam hurts from the field <laughs> anyway if you guys haven't seen it check out the Derek lewis knockout uh you know youtube or whatever just uh they'll, they'll show a minute clip and apparently Derek lewis has the most ko's in the heavyweight division in UFC history. I'll have to double check that sometime, but um, the dude is just a, a scary knockout artist, Sam. The dude, oh, he's unbelievable. It seems like every time I watch him fight, it's what happens. Yeah, it just, he, he does the thing too, where he like pretends he's hurt, kind of, like mm. pretends. That, so then when the guy comes in for the kill, then he unleashes. It's like a very strategic thing he does, which is very impressive. Um, well, I mean, I- I liked his interview after too. Like it was, they gave him, they gave him uh, crap the same way that they gave Masvidal crap on Ben Ben Askren, saying which, saying what do you, were those necessary or super super necessary? And then Derek Lewis even said in, in his interviews like you, I have the, you, it's not like a switch where you just flip it off right away. I'm paid to fight until the end, basically. Yeah, not, not a quote, but. It's like, you got to pull me off. Until the referee rips me off you, it's my job to hit to hit that guy. That's that's the difference between UFC and, say, boxing because uh, it's it, – yeah, it would be hard to just flip the switch because when you see a guy go to, go to the ground, the UFC mentality is go for the kill. And Lewis, he, he, he think he gave him a knee or maybe it was an elbow to the head. The guy hit the ground, and, and Blades was pretty much done at that point. But Lewis got in a couple of just nasty punches to his head that uh, – well, probably unnecessary, but uh, again, <laughs> tell someone super necessary. Super necessary. <laughs> anyway, um, the, the Sam. So speaking of Herb Dean, um, so and the Joe Rogan podcast, he has people on, and his his interviews go. They're like three hour interviews. He just sits and has a long conversation with somebody, and they're entertaining. Some of them are a little slow, but he had on a guy, Mark Smith, who's actually. A, a UFC referee. He's also a pilot, an airline pilot, an Air Force Academy graduate. He flew the Thunderbirds. He's like worked with NASA. He worked with the White House. It, it was a very fascinating interview to hear from a, a UFC referee and kind of the training, their mindset. He talks a lot about being trained by the best Herb Dean. So if for any, for any UFC fans out there, if you're looking for something that's a little different than just talk, hearing from fighters, I think it's a great listen. If you have to break it up over a couple of days, fine. But uh, Mark Smith, man, what what an, an unbelievable person uh, that is, and, and the Joe Rogan podcast. So if you have some th- some time, champ Sam, uh, definitely check that out because I think you'd enjoy it. Sounds good. I'll check it out. Uh, Sam, the other big knockout from the weekend. Uh, this was in boxing. Uh, a WC WBC Junior Lightweight Title. Uh, it was on Top Rank ESPN. Oscar Valdez over Miguel Burchelt. Uh, Oscar Valdez look at these are little guys these are guys 130 134 pounds I think um but Oscar Valdez 
to me, really burst on the scene on Saturday night. And if you guys didn't get a chance to see this, please go look up this knockout. The whole fight, he dominated pretty much. And I got to hand it to Miguel Burchelt for hanging in there because he was wobbly for quite a few rounds. Um, there's probably an argument the fight should have been stopped uh, earlier. But uh, there was a big 10th round knockout from Valdez, uh, just totally dropping Miguel Burchelt. And the guy just face planted. I mean, his legs gave out and he was done before he hit the floor and Valdez celebrated his 29th victory. This is something that jumped off the page to me, Sam, this fighter, Oscar Valdez, 29 and 0 now 23 knockouts, 23 knockouts out of 29 victories that, especially for a little guy that that's a guy who's just got tremendous power for that size. I, I don't know if you've got to see that or not. But I got to tell you, Sam, you've got to see this guy fight after watching uh, last uh, last night on Saturday night. I was thoroughly impressed with him. Yeah, that's what I've heard about, like his for his size and for his size and power. It's he just has too much power for his size. It's, it's weird. But I, I in all honesty, I've never seen him fight, but I will now. Yeah, I think I sent you the clip or I will send you the clip. Check it out. Oscar Valdez knockout. And uh, he totally drops the guy. And uh <laughs> It, it, it was not just that punch. It was the entire fight where he was just dominating and uh, really took it to this guy. And, and one thing, Sam, I want to bring up in regards to knockouts. It's interesting to me in fighting where you knock a guy out or the referee stops the fight or whatever. There's this natural celebration, this moment of ecstasy where you've won the fight and you're celebrating. But then there's also a moment where maybe you come down to earth and realize that your opponent is hurt and you see that concern of fighters who they're they're celebrating and then they realize in the moment okay i've celebrated now it's time to check on the guy i just destroyed basically that's something that's so unique to me in fighting i mean you, you see true professionals out there like canelo he knows when a guy's hurt and he'll go he'll go right away he's won a whole bunch but for valdez like uh saturday night i think it was his first title uh winning the uh junior lightweight or whatever it was he was ecstatic and then he realized that Burchett was really hurt so I mean what do, what do you think about kind of that quick reaction where you celebrate and then check on the guy I mean do fighters have a responsibility to that is it a professional way to conduct yourself what, what where is the fine line how long do you celebrate before you realize oh man that guy I just beat up is hurt well, I mean, the celebration's all about the adrenaline. Like you won that fight, you can't, you can't, you can't be mad at anybody for celebrating right off yeah. the bat, even if somebody is hurt. But you know, empathy comes into comes into it all at some point, and you realize, you know, if someone's hurt, in all honesty, the cameras are on. You don't want to come off as an asshole, so you're going to come down from your little adrenaline rush, and then you're going to check on the other you're going to check on the other guy because the cameras are on you you want to look for like a good guy <laughs> i mean it's probably it's probably both it's probably because you know like that's my opponent we were we were in we were in a war together against each other but i won you know and we gotta want to like go give him his props go check on him make sure he's okay but come on the cameras are also on and that's what everyone's thinking about these days oh yeah no absolutely and um yeah, there's always got to be, you know, we live in this don't hurt my feelings age, which I think is just, it, it, it's totally overboard. Sometimes I'm all about being a professional and everything. And this is kind of unrelated to the whole fighter concept, but 
I just feel everything we, everything out there, every day you turn on TV or social media or something and someone's feelings are hurt. Do you remember being raised by dad? And can you imagine you and I ever telling dad, or he hurt my feelings, not dad, but well, maybe dad, but, but any, someone else in our daily life, you'd be like, your feelings are hurt. Suck it up. But it's, it's like, we don't have enough people out there who are just willing to say that anymore. Why do we live in this? You hurt my feelings uh, world these days. It's entitlement, man. Mm-hmm. It's a generation that's entitled. And yeah, I will take it to dad. If, I, if dad ever hurt, quote unquote, hurt our feelings in the house, you know, he was, you know what he's going to do. He's going to physically hurt us for being soft. <laughs> stop being, stop, stop being a whiny person and be a man. Yeah. It's crazy that like, you can't, you can't just say well, suck it up. A, anymore. Be an adult, be an be, adult, whatever. Yeah. Be an adult, grow up. Children have their feelings hurt. That's where they, they're learning to, to grow up. So yeah, too many adults acting like children these days. That's a constant theme. Um, so Todd, speaking of dad, Todd Carson told me you got to get Dave Hersema on for the 300th episode of the Get Home Safe podcast. And to, uh, Friday was our 200th. Um, I would love to have dad on. We just got to find find a way to uh, to get him to pull the trigger. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he's interested or not, but I think he would be a fun listen. Yeah, I, I just don't know if he'd want to get on. I mean, my responses are pretty slow sometimes, but his like he'll there'll be some dead air for a little while. <laughs> he 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 thinks about he thinks about his answer before he before he actually says it. Not because he doesn't want to hurt your feelings, because he wants to hurt your feelings, but be the most articulate person in the room. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it would be like, like, like the way we talk to each other in normal. Valerie was like, I can't believe how you and you and Sam and your dad all talk to each other. And we're like, yeah, well, that's <laughs> probably stems from not having a lady in the house for, for a few years. And it was just the three of us. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> okay, Sam, how about some positive news? What do you think? We I hear all this negativity in the news and everything. I want to start something on Mondays that I'm going to, I'm going to try to do repeatedly i'm going to do it every week since i since we are constantly thrown numbers by the media and uh you know the government all these all these horrible doomsday numbers i'm going to start giving some positive numbers what do you think uh today sam i want to say this is from the cdc 27 million 386,445 people have gotten the coronavirus and survived 20, over 27 million survivors of the coronavirus. I think that is very good. I think that is incredible. And yet we don't want to always focus on that, on the whole survival rate thing, but 27 million people have survived the coronavirus. I think that's pretty important, don't you? Very exciting news. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, my point... My point is you hear all this, how unsafe and terrible and the world is ending, but it's like, wait a minute, let's focus on the good here. 27 million people have survived this thing that is apparently super deadly. And I know I'm not trying to, someone's going to hear this be, oh, you're insensitive. You don't care. I know people have, have died uh, with the coronavirus. I understand that. Not diminishing that, but I am saying 27 million people have survived it. That's, that's truly something I think. I still, I mean, I still don't know one person who has passed from it. So 
I mean, and it's I not know, just yeah. I know, I know at least twenty people who have gotten it, and their the the way that they explain it is you know it's basically a basically a, a flu the flu yeah basically, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. Congratulations to twenty seven million survivors and yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying I, we should be. I don't want to say anything further because what I have to say about that <laughs> is not positive. <laughs> I got you. I got you. No, I'm just saying we all this, uh, you know, talk about we can't do anything because everyone's going to die. And it's just like, well, actually, no, there's been. So, so guys, stay tuned. Every Monday, I'll have new, new numbers, updated numbers for you on the, how many people have survived the, the coronavirus. Well, there's, there's, a, there, there's a certain gentleman. There's a certain gentleman out there. I can't remember. He's some sort of scientist or something. He thinks we're all, we're all on our way to herd, herd immunity by April. By, I have heard that. Yes, I have heard that. Um, you know, and of course, it will apparently be all these lockdowns and restrictions and crushing of businesses and all those things that have assisted and, and helped us get there. Uh, but how, I doubt that. How dare, how dare Bill Barnes travel outside of the U.S.? I how think dare it, him? how dare he uh as someone who's had covid himself um how dare he uh indeed sam you're right i can't, I can't believe he would be that selfish irresponsible yeah it's selfish. terrible yeah absolutely he, i think he wants not only does he want to die himself he wants to kill other people i think that's the moral of the story yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i i love it when i'm walking outside with a mask on and people stare at me like i'm nuts i'm like I'm outside and I'm nowhere near you. Like, like people act, people act like I'm walking around uh, with knives uh, looking to stab people or something when, when you don't, you know, wear a hazmat suit or whatever outside. It's just like, dude, we got to be careful and cautious about this stuff. But this, it's been over, it's been almost a year of this uh, strict policies and like, now it's two masks. Now, okay, it's going to be three masks. How, how many masks do you what, Wear 10 masks. What about that? Maybe that's safer. I don't know. I just, it's not going to end. And so I'm over it. And I know a lot of other people are too. I enjoy it. I enjoy it when people look at me, look at me <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm killing an animal, like I'm killing a baby, a baby or a puppy or whatever, whenever I'm walking outside without a mask. I just roll with it. And you're like, you don't care about people? No, I don't. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like no one's within 20 yards of me relax yeah my favorite are the people that like cross the street or like jump off the sidewalk <laughs> i was like <laughs> whoa danger I'm really, danger i'm really offended that the dog you're walking right now is not wearing a mask why isn't the dog's wearing a mask you're right i mean uh, come on if we're gonna why be isn't consistent your baby, why isn't your baby in the stroller wearing a mask uh, i think it's you got to be consistent you're right you're right mm-hmm. Well, speaking of uh, killing people, I got to. <laughs> oh, my favorite we'll, topic. We'll segue into this. Um, I got to give you props. And you told me years ago to watch this show. And I was hesitant. I said, oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Valerie told me for a few years to watch this show. And I'm like, ah, I'll get to it or whatever. Uh, we finally have gotten to it. And I'm almost done with the third season. Uh, the show Dexter uh i'm always behind the times you know me i'm usually a decade behind technology and good television shows um but i'm all in and you know basically dexter is about a forensic a pro- forensic what would you what's the term forensic expert 
for the Miami Police Department who uh, helps solve murder and he's very good at blood spatter but he himself is a serial killer but in a good way in a good way he 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 kills people that deserve it people that have gotten away with murder or you know abused people or whatever and it's his little vigilante justice and uh, it's rather entertaining i will say and uh, so sam thank you i'm a few years late but i know that was a big show you really enjoyed i love that show yeah <laughs> even even just like in the pilot in the first one like when that when the guy like he shows a he shows that he shows what i don't know what you call it the guy that killed all those kids in the very beginning and he shows him it's the first the first time you realize that dexter is like does what he does and, then, and the he's just like look what you did and then the and then the guy's just like i just i i'm sorry i couldn't i couldn't help myself you got to understand and then dexter looks at him in this like serious with this serious look on his face but with a little smirk he goes Oh, believe me, I definitely understand. <laughs> but kids, I could never do that. Yeah, yeah, he's it. I just, I love the whole premise of it. Like, he's a little antisocial. I, I have become that myself a little bit. And uh, so it's like, it's kind of all the things that you would never do, but hmm, cross your mind. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can't put people in jail for what they think. You know, it's physically, that's the difference between someone who does it and thinks it. Is the actual doing some of the horrible things is, is we're, different. We're not far. We're not far from that if you're a conservative, Matthew. Oh, yeah, you're if right. I, you're right. You're not allowed. If I, have a, if I have a conservative opinion, they want to throw the book at you. Yeah, it's not that they disagree with your opinion. They, they don't want you to have an opinion at yeah. all. I mean, they'll, they'll cancel you. They'll do everything they can just because uh, your opinion goes against uh, their extreme uh, destruction of the country. You know, how, how dare you, you, you believe in freedom and uh, maybe our, our historical uh, beginnings and uh, I don't know, just <laughs> God and, uh, and guns and God and country. And how dare you believe in those things? It makes you a horrible person. How, how dare you believe in the death penalty? Don't you value life? Yeah, I value the victim's life. Do, once you once you become once you become somebody who is a murderer, a rapist, or anything of that sort, your life doesn't matter. Mm. Well, I always make the uh, correction of myself. At times when I talk about bad people like that, I'll I'll start to say person, and I will say, "Oh, excuse me, I called them a person," um, because yeah, that is rather interesting that we. Everything's everything is backwards, Sam. That, that's the thing. If you have to sum everything up, everything's backwards. We want to defend evil people, not not you and me, but like society wants to defend evil people. Let out the criminals. Let them out. But lock up anyone or ruin anyone's life who has a different opinion than you. I mean, th that's where we're at. I'm like, you want to cancel someone forever for some of their beliefs, yet you want to let out someone who was convicted of murder, like. Or you or the, the jails are too crowded and COVID might get them. Like everything's backwards. Everything, everything the uh, the left pushes and stands for. It's like you're completely backwards. It's crazy, man. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't even pay attention to it anymore because every time I watch it, it just irritates me. War's coming, and I welcome it. Oh, <laughs> Take. <laughs> Take it easy. Take it easy. Hopefully not. Hopefully, uh, no, we'll, uh, we'll get through this, but anyway, um, 
there was somebody, there, there's a man I truly admire. And um, I've talked about him before on the program. He has a daily radio show, Dennis Prager. His daily radio show is uh, 9 to 12 on 870 AM out here in Southern California. But I listen to it in podcast form. Uh, he also has a podcast, a weekly podcast called The Fireside Chat. It's usually about 30 minutes, 45 minutes, just one day a week. And this last episode, Sam, he had on someone, he had, a, uh, had on an atheist. And they had one of the most respectful, professional conversations I've ever heard in my life. And I thought to myself, I was like, this is how adults have a meaningful conversation when they disagree. Like, this is how it should be. And at the end of the day, you could tell there was even a mutual respect. Two things, something, Dennis Prager is a very religious man, a Jewish man, and, and talking to this atheist who was the son of a, uh, a pastor, of course, it seems to always be the case, but um, it was fascinating. It was fascinating hearing them talk and challenge each other, never raising their voice, just having a conversation. It was, I don't care what the subject matter was. It was something that was so refreshing, not really a debate, more of a dialogue. So I encourage you and other people to check that out, um, man, because you see too many things now where there's just no, you know, I said this, no, I said that, no, I, I believe in this. And how do you know when you want an argument when the other person calls you a name? right? Sometimes it comes early. Some people don't know how to have argument. They just call you a name and you're like, okay, I won. <laughs> think about it. Well, think about the other end of that conversation. Once, once that person reveals themselves as, as a, um, <laughs> as just basically a name caller, uh, mm -hmm. a blue check person, a, wh a whistleblower, whatever you want to call them. Isn't it fun to just push their buttons just a little bit more? Oh, it is. Yes. To me, it is. To me, it is like once they, once they call me a name, I'm like, okay, I got you now. <laughs> let, let, all right. The rest, everything else here is just the gravy on the side. Let's do this. Oh, amen, my brother. Yeah. You and I are cut from the same cloth on that. Like there's, there's a fun way. I remember when I was in baseball uh, umpire arguments all the time. Right. And I went through stages where I was intimidated. Then I went through stages where I was just, all right, screw this. I'm not taking crap anymore from anyone and be overly aggressive. And then I kind of learned over the years, like, no, it's fun to be, it's fun to be a smart out. It's fun to, uh, to jab people, sometimes aggressive, sometimes quietly, and just kind of play the game. It's, it's a lot more fun to get people frustrated when uh, they're trying to come at you. And uh, when you don't back down from people, that always used to getting their way or, or saying their opinions and not having anyone push back on them. It's a lot of fun. So uh, I'm, I'm with you there, Sam. That's really funny. Uh, much like another podcast again, again, so anyone out there, the, the fireside chat with Dennis Prager, please watch that. It's, it's very entertaining and, and informative. Another podcast, Sam, you and I have followed a lot of podcasts. You've done a lot more. But these are great because these are like 15, 20 minutes and they're not even daily. They're every few days is the Hodge twins. We love the Hodge twins. I mean, those guys are hilarious. If, if you, if you guys are listening out there, you don't have time for podcasts and stuff. You have time for Hodge twins podcasts. They're 15, 20 minutes and they are so funny. Uh, twin brothers, black, black brothers from Texas. I think so funny, so smart. I mean, I can't get enough of them. Oh, 
They're awesome. Pull me, pull <laughs> me another drink. <laughs> They're really funny. They're just like, hey man, hey. <laughs> they they they'll hear something that's in the news or that's you know being pushed from the left and and they just kind of totally debunk it and it's really they just they're so they're so entertaining please please check them out guys sam and i listen to them all the time uh, when we're together and it's funny they're trying to cancel morgan whiteley morgan <laughs> i'm still gonna listen to music man <laughs> <laughs> they were great they, well they're i think they're comedians but they do these they do these uh these little podcasts these little videos and it's always you know politically based and and they got some great messages but a lot of times they're they're making jokes and stuff too and it's really really funny well done it's fantastic yeah totally awesome okay let me see okay sammy i wrote all these things down throughout my week that i thought i was going to talk about not have to uh have anyone on i didn't know if you were coming on or not um but let me ask you about this. You've worked in many different places and I've seen this in my job the past few months. Do you, do you know any, <laughs> you've ever seen this at work? There's people that are just super lazy. They do the absolute minimum. They, they, they just don't go above and beyond anything. However, when bosses come in the room or are near they turn into super worker then they turn into i'll do anything whatever you need they they're like working faster they 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 make a big like scene that hey look me look at me i'm working ever been around people like that sam as of late no i have not you don't have i work with a lot of good a lot of good people i have a good team um well i take that back yeah one one person but she's actually higher than me so i can't really go into details on that but (laughs) oh yeah a long time a long time ago i had this i had this one guy we were you know we were equals we were just working in the same environment we're we're working under the same boss and every time i would be like hey like everything we do like we're all supposed to know how to do everything and, but, you know, I mastered one area, he mastered another, but every time I would ask him for his help, he'd be like, oh no, I'm not paid for that. <laughs> he thought, he thought that like his job was the only job he ever had to do. I'll be like, wow. okay, man, I'll, re- I'll remember that. Yeah. I'll remember that. Yeah. No next kidding. Time, next time you need help. And then every time the boss would come by, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be like, Hey, do you need help with anything? I need to look busy. You know, he'd be like, no, I don't need help with anything. Man. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. It's just, it's just so funny to me. I'm like, why, why? It seems like it takes too much energy to live those, like those, those two different lives. Like, I'm not saying you have to kill yourself working all the time, but like, don't be fake. I just hate fake people. Like it's all about them. They just do the minimum. And then all of a sudden, Oh, Oh, the big bosses are watching. Now I got to make an impact. Just always be you. I want you always act like someone's always watching. Isn't that a better policy to have? Well, that's how we grew up. Yeah. So we get it. We're always, <laughs> we're always working 100 to 110%. Oh. People don't get that. That's the uh, new age millennial work ethic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Do you see a difference in, now that you are in your almost mid-30s, do you see a difference in younger workers 
at your job or even when you were a younger worker yourself in your 20s versus people that have been around 20, 30 years at a job or even just people that are older? Do you, can you, can you see it right off the bat from whatever you're doing that, you know, the whole millennial thing versus the older, older uh, workers thing? Yeah, for the most part, younger workers tend to think that tend to have like kind of a mindset where the company works for them. Mm. You know, like they, it's what can, what, what can you do for me? Like, what are you paying me to do? Which in, in sometimes is not a bad way to look at things. Um, like I helped out, I helped out my employee not too long ago. She, she was getting a pay raise. She was getting a pay bump. Uh, a, uh, she was getting a promotion to another position. She came to me and she was like, well, it's, the company offered me 7.5% increase. And she's one of those, she's one of those, those younger, humble people, which I, I, it's a privilege to work with. And she, she was like, is that, is this, <clears throat> is this something that I should be looking at? Is this reasonable for what I'm about to do? Like me personally, I'm not telling you any numbers or anything. But me personally, that wouldn't be enough for me. Hmm. It's kind of like a little wink, wink type deal. Because, you know, like companies do try to take advantage. Companies do try to take advantage of you based off of your age. They'll never admit it. But they try to like say, okay, we're only going to give them 7.5%. They're going to look at that and be like, oh, that's great. 7.5% raise on what I make now. Oh, that's an extra dollar an hour. No. That's, you're worth more than that. So that I can really get on board with with the new age, the new age, younger generation, they're, they're starting to kind of figure that out at a younger age. Yeah. But <clears throat> the only, what I don't like about most, what I don't like about most is it's like a, I'm here, I'm paid to do this. I'm not going to help with other things. Mm. Yeah. That's not my job. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. I mean, we have this thing at my job where it's like, without going into specifics, if, if you work a certain way in one area of the station, if you just don't try to speed things up and do things so that you benefit, if you just think about other people at the end of the station, other end of the station for two seconds, it makes the entire process better. Like if you are able to help them, they're able to help you in a way everything operates a lot more smoothly but people don't think that way they just think about what do i have to do it's people that probably never played on a a team in sports i I think that that jumps out (laughs) to me from seeing people at at work or just in life you're like you know what you probably never played team sports before i mean it it really shines in 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 any uh, walk of life i think yeah well and i'm on i'm usually on the other end of that is some people Higher ups don't think about something, so that it, everything comes down, comes down, comes down. Hey, and then by the time it gets to me, I got about four hours worth of work to do, and they're like, "I need it in thirty minutes." <laughs> okay. Like, I'm like, okay, well, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, you can want it. <laughs> it's not happening. Oh, that's funny. Um, well, Sam, I, I definitely wanted to talk about somebody who uh, recently passed away. Um. I have a theory and tell me what you think of it. I think, I think you can really see someone's true colors by whoever they mourn, whoever they, 
when certain people die, uh, you really see how much someone cared about someone or hated some someone. And uh, Rush Limbaugh died uh, earlier this week, seventy years old with a you know fight with cancer. And there were people that were like celebrating and and you knew it was coming. I mean, you knew when he was terminally ill, people were celebrating um, because the tolerant left, uh, they, they preach tolerance and this and that. Yet when someone who's conservative and and probably one of the most well-known conservatives uh, in in our history, when he passes away, there's the celebration uh, I, I don't even want to repeat some of the things that were tweeted out. It will just anger me. Um, I am not saying you agree with everything somebody says. There's t- plenty of things that Rush Limbaugh said that I disagreed with or thought he crossed the line on. There's a lot of things I'm glad he said also. And I'll tell you this right now, for anyone running a podcast, for anyone doing talk radio, um, none of that would have happened had it not been for Rush Limbaugh. He was a pioneer of talk radio Um Probably him and Howard Stern, I would say, would be two of the biggest faces of radio. And again, you don't have to agree with everything he stood for or said. But to me, to piss on someone's grave, like a lot of people on the left did uh, last week, that speaks volumes to me. And it's pretty disgusting. So what are your thoughts on the, the passing of Rush Limbaugh? And I, I actually listened to him for years. Um, I think he was on the uh, he was on the Patriot. That's how I would listen recently. But he used to be on KFI six forty, I believe, back in the day. And you know, it just shows the classless left. Like it's everything. <clears throat> everything is is offensive to them until it promotes their narrative. And I I don't. I, I, I really don't want to talk more about it because mm-hmm. I will end up saying some of those things about them. And I'm but a, you're not allowed. You're not allowed, Sam. You're not allowed I'm to really, have those opinions. You are not allowed. That's my, that's my point of all this. And I'm, I think enough people are going to get pissed off enough um, uh, where they're just not going to take this, this crap anymore. There needs to be more people that when the left side of the aisle pushes you and wants you to beg for forgiveness how how could you say those there needs to be more people to say no no i'm not what you're what you're accusing me of is nonsense no i'm not anybody these days who apologizes they go they go uh you know these apology letters and they just beg for forgiveness for things that they really didn't even do and the left acted as if Osama bin Laden died last week with Rush Limbaugh. That, that, is, that is how they, I, I would, oh, uh, you remember when that uh, terrorist uh, Soleimani, I think Trump sent a missile into that guy's ear or something and uh, got rid of him from this earth. The left cried so many tears of sorrow for that guy. I can't believe this happened. The guy was a terrorist had killed people, murdered people. I shouldn't say killed because killed is, there is justified killing, but he had murdered people. And and everything is backwards. And I, I, anyway, rest in peace, Rush Limbaugh, um, for everything you did. 
as a hypocrisy uh, hypocrisy of the left man it's and we can keep saying it keep and you know what do you have 300 viewers cnn (laughs) has billions yeah rush Rush limbaugh was uh the devil apparently but rest in peace sir I, i loved your show and i loved almost everything you had to say no matter yeah. what this generation thinks of you yeah well said well said sam and um you know what we need people like that who are going to stand up um stand up to evil and say we got a lot of great people out there now in in talk radio and podcasting that um uh, will carry on his legacy um but man again what whether you're right or left or whatever, like Rush Limbaugh, he just paved the way for a lot of people to have a voice and free speech and all those things and all those things that that's the irony of the left hating on some of these things. It's just like, you do realize without that, without free speech, you don't have a platform, right? You know, so. <laughs> How evil of him. Yeah. Anyway, rest in peace, Rush. It was a, uh, pleasure listening to his program and uh, i might go back and listen to a a few more here in the last remaining weeks uh let's see how can we end on a good note sam that was kind of sad oh how about this sam have you ever wanted uh typically you have a you have an adult beverage you have a a cocktail you know you're not looking for something that is uh sweet or like a dessert type drink as well but i don't know if i asked you about this have you tried that screwball whiskey that peanut butter whiskey Yeah, didn't Val make me try that at your place? Yes, yes. It was good. It was like a meal, and it was like a full meal in your mouth. <laughs> it was like a, uh, uh, I don't know, alcoholic protein shake. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was perfect. It was good, though. It's like it filled you up while you were drinking it. it amazing. <laughs> a nice dessert beverage, if you will, but not too like thick, like uh, not thick at all, really, like Bailey's or something. I thought it was pretty good. And I'm, it just has that flavor, you know. And I am not a, a sweet drinker. No, I don't. I don't like super sweet drinks. I think you and I like our coffee. We like it strong, and uh, you know, no nonsense, no nonsense. But the that mm-hmm. yeah, that screwball was was interesting. So, uh, to those who uh, partake in such uh, activities, definitely check that out. Uh, no sponsorship on my end. Just just passing it along. Oh, Sam, it's been fun. We caught up. We, we kind of bounced around. Anything else you'd like to talk about or anything else you'd like to throw out there to the uh, audience? I hope it's not another month and a half before you're back here talking with me again. I'll be back again. It's a little bit easier now that football's over. We can just pick our day now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Record. Or pick yeah. our time our time on Sunday to record. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of like this. Sun, Sunday middle of the day works. Yeah. Last weekend, I was out and about doing all that valentine's day nonsense but (laughs) that's right how did it go did you have to do anything or i mean did you choose to do anything (laughs) (laughs) i did yeah yeah well we went in that i had the idea because i got a little uh i got a little hot pot in my place i was like hey let's uh let's go let's go to your favorite what is it shabu shabu place i think it's called jazz cat in rolling heights and let's go, let's go get the stuff to go and just make it at my place. You know, like get it, go get all the food, go start up my hot pot, but put the broth in and start making our own hot pot at home. <clears throat> Went and got her, 
what are those drinks called? I don't drink a boba or whatever that is. Oh, yeah. Um, and then uh, flowers, candy, and the rest of that nonsense about this fake holiday. <laughs> but, so you did. You told me before you def- you weren't gonna have to do anything, and you 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 bent the knee to Valentine's Day. Hey, hey. It was the cheapest way. <laughs> I found the cheapest way to celebrate Valentine's Day. <laughs> that is uh, so, your your motto for most things. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. I'm not any any holiday that requires you to spend money on someone else is fake. Oh, no thing requires you. You're supposed to want to. Why would I want to do the dishes? So you mean like a birthday? A birthday, same thing. Same thing. Nonsense for me. (laughs) It's Sunday. What are you going to do the rest of the day? It's only 3.30. Got to finish up laundry. Uh, Pull pull a little bit more weeds because these winds are driving me nuts by hearing everything. But... Uh, nothing really. Nothing else. Watch some Sopranos. Watch the little Sopranos. Little Sopranos. Can't go wrong with the Sopranos. That never gets old. I'll rewatch that uh, every month. That that show is incredible. To this to this day, it's the only intro song that I don't skip. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. Only one. I'll skip every single one of them. Hey, can you skip skip intro? Yes. Sopranos. <laughs> no. Every time I see that man smoking a cigar driving through Jersey, oh my. What's my whistle? You know what? It's early. It's weird. Last week was last week. Valentine's night. We went to have dinner or whatever. And then uh, the week before that was the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know. A cigar sounds good tonight. We might do that. Go out. Hopefully the winds die down. And yeah, we'll see. Anyway. Like 10 cigarettes while you have like one cigar. <laughs> you and your nicotine. Oh, boy. No, I'm actually news. I'm trying to quit really breaking news that is the real news i'm trying to quit it's uh it's too expensive the <laughs> reason i quit anything else yeah i knew i knew the reason you can go from jack daniels to evan williams when you're drinking but with with cigarettes you can't really lower your standards huh well you can learn to roll your own that saves a lot of money but... <laughs> you're the worst get, get some of that nicotine gum will you yeah no, I'm down to I'm down to about three or four cigarettes a day. Uh, Whoa! Considering I was up to like fifteen. Wow! Um, it's it's going I'm a little Take jittery. Care. It's getting getting hard to lay off the alcohol, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! If you have a few vices, try to make them uh, a little less. <laughs> That's good. Sam, it's a pleasure. We will chat with you. Enjoy the Sopranos. Enjoy, uh, enjoy a little whiskey set back there. It looks uh, mighty appetizing. Oh, who who got you that? Those whiskey glasses. Oh, that's right, I did. Those look mighty good for you. Some weirdo. <laughs> some, some guy who calls himself my brother. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you hopefully next week. But if not, we'll talk to you when we talk to you. Thanks, man. All right, later.
Well, thanks a lot, Sam Hersema, for joining us to get our week started on a Monday morning sports recap and as well as kind of going over a few other topics as well. I think it's a great way to start the week off and uh, appreciate you being here. And hopefully next week or the week to follow, whenever you can uh, be back and we can try to do this weekly or semi-weekly. Either way, always good talking with my good brother, Sam Hersema, uh, just catching up and uh, talking about life. So uh but we will do that again shortly. And if not, it'll be just me next week on our Mondays uh, to get us going. But uh, always a great time chatting with him. Well, guys, that will wrap up today's show. We have two more great shows this week remaining. Of course, Wednesday is the weekly Wednesday weigh-in with Bill Barnes. He will be joining us once again from Mexico. So if you have some questions for him, I know I've received a few already. Uh, Be sure to get those in probably by... Yeah, let's see. Well, we might be recording Monday, so it might be too late. Uh, but uh, if you want to, any anything you want him to say or me to say, be sure to get those in uh, at some point here in the next day or so. And I will try to relay the message to Bill Barnes. But thank you for joining us today. Uh, Bill Barnes will be here Wednesday. And on Friday, I'm not telling you about our guest just yet. I will tell you our guest uh, at the end of the episode on Wednesday with Bill Barnes as uh, I think it's a better way to, to tease uh, some of the programming. So uh, anyway, I do want to say something to all of my college baseball umpire brethren out there. A lot of you guys started uh, this last weekend starting up the college baseball season and it was last year in March where uh, our season was cut short right in the, the middle, right as things were getting going. And uh, to all my umpire brethren out there, hey, Godspeed, have a great season. Uh, hopefully your opening weekend went well. Um, as of now, I don't miss it as much as I thought I would, uh, but we'll see. Only time will tell, and we'll see if I eventually get back into baseball maybe in a, a year or so. But for now, my focus is on my new job, my new career, and uh, a few other things. But I still think of my my brothers out there, my uh, umpire friends, um, some of the memories and relationships that uh, are just, you, you, can't, you can't, can't trade them for anything, and those relationships will and friendships will continue uh, despite uh, me not being involved in baseball, at least for the time being. But uh, yeah, all the umpires out there, good luck, guys. Have a great season. Uh, I'll be I'll be watching and pulling for each and every one of you. Uh, guys, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com give us a like give us a follow on social media we greatly appreciate it plus you'll be able to see all of the content that we put out whether it be uh the the episodes we put out on uh, monday wednesdays and fridays or on thursdays we we put out uh, a picture kind of promoting the upcoming guest who's coming on the show on friday so uh, that helps kind of uh get things moving get the ball rolling and keeps our audience informed so we greatly appreciate your support plus it's a great way to stay in touch with uh, the podcast and if you have any things uh, of interest that you'd like us to discuss, by all means, uh, contact us through social media or send us an email. The email address is a great way to get a hold of us. Additionally, in the episode notes, you'll find some links there. Uh, you can send a voice message through one of those links. And there's also some additional information regarding the podcast. But all the support is greatly appreciated. Can't say it enough. Uh, just uh, blessed every day to get the opportunity to do this and, and talk with you guys. So uh, that will be it for us. I'm going to... Step aside for a day or so until uh, we, we're back with the, the Bill Barnes recording, we will say, and that should be a lot of fun. I'm curious what Bill has to say after being in another country for, for a full week. I'm sure he'll have, he will have plenty of stories for us, and I can't wait to chat with him. So uh, please join us on Wednesday with uh, Bill Barnes and the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. But guys, until then... 
Have a good couple of days. And guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Thank you.